This is Digital Marketing Happy Hour Last Call. Grab a beverage and listen while we peruse the news and catch you up on the digital marketing news you might have missed this past week. Digital Marketing Happy Hour Last Call is brought to you by Araxum News. Visit news.araxum.com. That's news.araxam.com to stay up to date on the latest digital marketing and MarTech news. It's updated daily. Subscribe today and never miss out. Now, on with the news. Mark Zuckerberg reportedly wanted Facebook to, quote, inflict pain on Apple. The New York Post is reporting Apple's public jabs at Facebook rankled CEO Mark Zuckerberg so much that he once said the social network needed to, quote, inflict pain on the iPhone maker, according to a report. The reported comment was a harbinger of a bitter feud between the two tech titans that's recently burst into public view after simmering behind the scenes for years. Zuckerberg expressed his desire for vengeance after Apple chief Tim Cook panned Facebook's data collection practices amid the Cambridge Analytica scandal in 2018, according to the Wall Street Journal. Asked how he would respond to the revelation that the political consulting firm had misused data from millions of Facebook users, Cook simply said he, quote, wouldn't be in this situation. Apple has said it will roll out changes to its iOS 14 software this spring, requiring app developers to explicitly ask users for permission to track their data. Facebook has aggressively fought the move with an ad campaign, arguing that the changes could hurt small businesses and kill the free internet. Zuckerberg even criticized them on Facebook's earnings call last month, saying they clearly track competitive interests. Facebook spokeswoman Danny Lever dismissed the idea that the spat was personal, saying it was in fact about the future of the free internet. Quote, Apple is creating two sets of rules, one for themselves and one for small businesses, app developers, and consumers who lose out, Lever said in a statement. Apple claims this is about privacy, but it's about profit, and we're joining others to point out their self-preferencing, anti-competitive behavior. And Ryan, we've been talking about this news for quite a while now. It's getting uglier and uglier, but it really is hard to see Facebook as the good guy in all of this because Apple is bringing to light a lot of things about privacy. These are going to be sweeping changes, elimination of third-party cookies, new privacy laws going into effect. GDPR is about two years old at this point, but more laws are following. However, Facebook does point out that Apple isn't playing by their own rules. And I got a feeling this is going to get dirtier and dirtier. And it's going to be interesting to see what other big tech companies respond with. Yeah, there's a lot going on in the world right now when it comes to this, you know, GDPR. Obviously, they have that in over in Europe. California has their own privacy laws. But when you look at it as a whole, the global as a whole, that doesn't cover, you know, it covers a small percentage of this. And we're going to start to get into other issues with privacy and coming up in future podcasts. So this will be something to follow and to monitor. And I think it's one of those things, it really is constantly changing. We'll see what the fallout is moving forward. Rupert Murdoch's News Corp and Google reached deal on payments for journalism. The Los Angeles Times is reporting Rupert Murdoch's News Corp has reached an agreement with Google for the tech giant to pay for digital distribution of the publishing company's news articles. The landmark deal announced last Wednesday comes after a 14-year-plus campaign by Murdoch and his lieutenant News Corp chief executive, Robert Thompson, for Google and other technology giants to compensate publishers for the use of their journalism. 
Google and Facebook have freely distributed news stories despite a steep decline in the publishing industry, which has been ravaged by a loss of advertising dollars that instead have gone to Google, Facebook, and other online sites. Murdoch and Thompson have long believed that Google and other Silicon Valley platforms were unfairly profiting from the work of professional journalists. Under the three-year agreement, News Corp said it will receive payment when stories from its publications, including the Wall Street Journal, Barron's, Market Watch, New York Post, The Times of London, The Sun Tabloid in London, and dozens of papers in Australia are featured in the Google News Showcase. News Corp said the payments would be significant. The pact comes amid a push for sweeping new regulations in Murdoch's homeland of Australia, where the government has been poised to crack down on tech giants by forcing them to pay local news outlets for featuring and linking to their stories. Negotiations had been tense. Last month, Google threatened to pull its search engine out of Australia if the nation's legislatures adopted the proposed measures. Facebook took a different path. Well, Chris, the situation in Australia, you talk about the privacy. Now we're getting into paying for, you know, for journalism and how digital marketing has completely changed and transformed how we get our news. It'll be interesting to see what happens in Australia. And for our listeners, and we have, you know, quite a few that are from Australia and listen to us every week. Really curious too to get feedback from you on what's going on and what your opinion is with journalism and Facebook. But from a global standpoint, I think the world is watching to see what goes on in Australia and what the final outcome is, because you're going to see other countries either stay the same or adopt the policy change that may take place in Australia. Yeah, I like this deal, Ryan. The fact that Murdoch has been pushing and fighting for this for so long, there's a lot of truth to the argument that he was making, which is, as we know, the print industry has been dying. Newspapers have been closing up shop, especially a lot of local newspapers. They've been hit hard by this, and they've either been consolidated into bigger papers or some of them you know, have gone digital themselves. And then you've got some of the big ones that continue to be successful. But the fact is, the digital transformation, the digital revolution has changed a lot of this for the industry. Now, in some ways, that's been good because it's democratized information and data, right? Anybody can be a journalist by publishing on their own blog. And in some cases, that's good because it creates a lower barrier to entry. In other cases, however, that can be very bad because it creates the distribution of fake news. And Murdoch's argument here was that you have professional journalists that have been doing this their entire careers, and they're not able to be compensated for their work anymore. And so the fact that Google caved on this, because they've been battling this out for a very long time, the fact that they have agreed now to compensate these journalists for their stories for placement in the search engine... Well, that's very interesting. And there's a lot of other stuff going on, which we're going to get to in just a minute here, that makes this story very interesting. And I think this is a win for the journalism industry, but we have to wait and see what others follow suit, right? These are Murdoch's papers, but there's a lot of other ones out there that are not being compensated yet. So do they follow suit? And then do other companies, aside from Google, does Microsoft, does Facebook, does Apple, do they follow suit with this? And I guess time will tell. Facebook will block Australian users and publishers from sharing news links in response to new bill. The Verge is reporting that Facebook has decided to block both Australian users and media companies 
from sharing links to news articles and related content on its main social network, following the country's proposed landmark regulatory measure that would force tech giants to pay Australian news organizations for using their content. The bill passed the Australian House of Representatives this week and is believed to have enough votes to pass the Senate, the New York Times reported. The bill also targets Google, which at one point last month threatened to leave the country entirely. However, as we just reported, Google has since decided to start cutting deals with major Australian media organizations like Rupert Murdoch's News Corp to comply. Facebook, it appears, will not follow suit for now. Quote, the proposed law fundamentally misunderstands the relationship between our platform and publishers who use it to share news content, reads a blog post from William Easton, the managing director of Facebook Australia and New Zealand. It has left us facing a stark choice, attempt to comply with a law that ignores the realities of this relationship or stop allowing news content on our services in Australia. With a heavy heart, we are choosing the latter. The policy change from Facebook will have stark consequences for both users and media organizations. Easton's blog post outlines four distinct categories that will be affected and in what ways. For Australian publishers, they're restricted from sharing or posting any content on Facebook pages. Admins will still be able to access other features from their Facebook page, including Page Insights and Creator Studio. They will continue to provide access to all other standard Facebook services, including Data Tools and CrowdTangle. For international publishers, they can continue to publish news content on Facebook, but links and posts can't be viewed or shared by Australian audiences. For Australian users, they cannot view or share Australian or international news content on Facebook or content from Australian and international news pages. And for international users, they cannot view or share Australian news content on Facebook or content from Australian news pages. Facebook says it's using a combination of technologies to restrict news content and will have processes for reviewing content that was removed inadvertently, although it is not sharing those processes at this time. It also says the news content changes won't affect any of the company's other products or services in Australia. Now, Ryan, to me, this is the biggest story happening right now because we just talked about the deal struck between News Corp and Google and the distribution of news there. Facebook going a completely different direction saying, you know what, you can't share your content here. To me, this is very double-edged, right? Facebook has no value if it has no content. And Facebook does not own any of the content that's posted there, right? It's owned by the users of Facebook, by these platforms. So the fact that they're choosing to block content from Australia is huge. This is also the first time a big tech company has gone head to head with government. A sovereign nation, the sovereign nation of Australia here has passed a law and Facebook's attitude is, see, you can't use the platform anymore. The ripple effect from this is going to be huge. Are we going to see more deals like the Rupert Murdoch deal, the News Corp deal, or are these big tech companies going to pull out of countries and will other countries follow suit? We've talked about the importance of privacy. Are other countries going to get on this bandwagon and say, you know what, you're not free to distribute this content without compensating the publishers? This is going to change the industry as we know it. Yeah. And the New York Post also had a story on this and they had a quote from Stephen Sheeler, the ex-CEO of Facebook for Australia and New Zealand. And his quote is, I'm a proud ex-Facebooker, but over the years, I get more and more exasperated. For Facebook and Mark, it's too much about the money and the power and not about the good. Imagine if a Chinese company, for example, had done this, we would be up in arms. All Australians should be quite alarmed by this. As I mentioned in the Google 
aspects of paid, you know, with the journalism with Rupert Murdoch, seeing the opposite side of this with Facebook in Australia. And I'll say the quote again, all eyes outside of Australia are watching Australia to see what happens. And again, the world will either adopt to these policies, at least in these, these Western countries, or they will ignore them. And I think what happens in Australia is really going to set an example and lead the way in this. Now, of course, it won't lead the way if it, you know, it closes all of these newspapers and so forth, or traditional newspapers, uh, digital media agencies. It's really interesting to see how all this goes. And, and again, at the end of the day, it goes back to the money. Follow the money. And that's, you know, that's where the, the crux of this issue is. So we'll wait and see what happens. But right now, on multiple sides between Facebook and Google, all eyes are on, on Australia. LiveRamp pushes ahead with alternative to third-party cookies. MarTech Today is reporting that LiveRamp, one of the biggest players in the data-driven customer experience space, has identified an alternative to third-party cookies known as Authenticated Traffic Solution, or ATS. Travis Klinger, Senior Vice President of Addressability and Ecosystem at LiveRamp, said, We've been investigating substantially over the past four years in our authenticated traffic solution, ATS, which enables publishers to connect their first-party identities, a user login on the New York Times, for example, or the Washington Post, to our people-based platform. As we see the end of the third-party cookie looming and the changes to the IDFA happening this spring, we expect to continue to scale ATS. Already we have about one in five people logging in on the ATS network, and we expect to continue scaling that over the coming months, allowing marketers to continue to connect with their consumers across any channel without the need for a third-party cookie. Despite the opportunity ATS may offer, it's not a perfect solution. Anonymous traffic consisting of users who don't log into websites eludes the grasp of ATS. Klinger agreed, but added, a login can be a variety of events. For example, it could be clicking a newsletter link, signing up for text alerts, or using a widget on the site to engage in comments or discussion. The idea is to have consumers enter into a value exchange with a publisher, receiving content in return for elements of their identity. There are many contrasting viewpoints about the effectiveness on contextual advertising, the long-established practice of assuming that audiences for certain types of content will be interested in certain types of products or services. Think beer commercials during NFL games or just soap operas. With addressability now in question, it was inevitable that contextual advertising would get another closer look. So Chris, early in 2021, this is something we knew would be a topic of discussion and it's third-party cookies in two weeks in a row on last call. Again, we're talking about third-party cookies in the news. Yeah, this is going to be a constant theme of 2021, Ryan. Last week, we were talking about Google and the invention of FLOCs or Federated Learning of Cohorts, and they work similar to this ATS concept that LiveRamp has come up with. And the bottom line, what's happening here is that third-party cookies are going away, and advertisers need a way to know who their audience is. And so they're looking for ways to anonymize the data 
to be able to track information, but also to be able to reach their audiences. And so I don't know if FLOCs are the answer. I don't know if this new ATS is the answer, but the fact that we're investing resources or companies are investing resources here and trying to learn and come up with a solution here that simultaneously protects the privacy of users. I think this is going to be a good thing to come out of this year. That was a quick recap of some of the top news you might have missed. We'll leave you with this quote from Christina Pater, author, storyteller extraordinaire, and friend of Digital Marketing Happy Hour. You didn't come this far to only come this far. If you enjoyed listening to Digital Marketing Happy Hour, please hit that subscribe button so you can effortlessly get that next episode downloaded on your phone. And if you really like us, please give us a rating and a review. We really appreciate it. So this was Last Call. Thank you for listening. You don't have to go home but you can't stay here.